Amen. Well, good to see all the family and friends today. The message today is called Following His Path. And uh, you know how I like to take one of the words and just kind of break out the letters in it. And that's kind of what we're going to do today. But how many know there's a whole lot of paths out there to follow, isn't it? And all of them are not the best, right? Who's got the best one? Jesus has the best path, right? He really does. And I think everybody would agree with that. But a lot of times we like to take our own path from time to time. Amen. We do from time to time. But his is the only path that leads us to that relationship with the Father. His is the only one that leads us to our heavenly home. Amen. But I was writing a few things down. I thought it's, it's really a good thing to have good directions, isn't it? Amen. Huh? I mean, we got GPS and things like that. And use it right when you really need it. it Sorry, we don't have a signal. But I want to tell you what. We always have communication with the Lord uh, through prayer and access to him. We're going to talk about that. But I thought I would just start out by coming clean on a, on a couple of little, little things here on following his path. All right. <laughs> Everybody goes pray for the pastor. Well, many of y'all know I love Mustangs, love the car Mustangs. So my dad was a Mustang guy. I like Mustangs. Thomas does. And we're still working on Jesse, but that's okay. But anyway, uh, I, like, I like to get those and uh, clean them up, fix them up, ride them for a while. Maybe we trade them, sell them, whatever. So several months ago, I was uh, looking through the, through the paper and uh, different things and got on Craigslist. I saw this Mustang. I said, man, that is the one. That's the one, you know? So I called my Mustang partner. I said, I found one, big guy. He said, I can't go today. I was like, this will not be here. This is not going to be here. So, so you got Mustang partners and you got ministry partners. <laughs> Tim, what's up? <laughs> right? Because I got to have somebody help me get the car back home. Well, let me add in a few things. It's getting late. It's getting late on a Sunday. But I was like, man, we got to go get this car. I'm telling you, if it's what the guy said it is. And he was, me, me and the guy hit it off. He's a good old boy. Yeah, man, she's fine. That's come on down. I said, I like this guy already. So where's that? It's over in like Windsor. That's not far. I mean, that's far, I thought. And he starts telling me where it's at. And I go, oh, man, I know where that is. You know, I got, <laughs> as you hear my ministry partner going, sure you do. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's so I, I said, you know, I've been down this road before, so I'm going to write a few things down. <laughs> it looks like hieroglyphics. Go over the bridge, take the right, do this, all this. I got it, man, got it. Tim, you'll be back in no time. Okay. Happened to say a few months back, it was a little cold out. Me and Tim go, and I said, man, look, look at that car. He goes, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Tim really wants to go, but... They don't want me to go by myself, so I'm going to go. So we go, and uh, we get over the bridge, and I turn, and I go down, and I've kind of put the GPS on, too, and the GPS is going, this ain't right. <laughs> it's pretty bad when the thing's going, recomputing, recomputing. I'm like, that thing's not working right, right? We ever did it? What was that thing that I know where I'm going? I even wrote it down, and we're going further and further and further, and I'm going, uh, I don't think this is right. Yeah, yeah. So we go back and I go back. I said, man, I know the guy said, go up here, turn here and all this stuff. So we go. And the next thing you know, the GPS is routing us over another bridge. I said, now nah, I know that's not right. <laughs> and I know him's thinking, both of y'all are wrong. <laughs> you know? So we go and we come back. And at this time, the calm, cool guy that you see here all the time decides we got to make up some time. So, man, I jumped down on the car. We're going. And we come to the stoplight. And I'm thinking, man, somebody's car's on fire. <laughs> Tim's going. <laughs> like this. I'm going, that's us. This is not good. I mean, I'm not talking a little off of smoke. 
I'm not talking about, it looked like they're electing a pope, you know, all that smoke. I'm going, this is not good. I'm thinking, maybe it's the guy behind me. Isn't that the real Christian thing, right? Maybe it's that guy's car, right? And Tim's going, I think it's us. I go, yeah, well, let me just pull up a little bit. And I'm pulling up and I'm looking back and people's got stuff like this going on and everything. And, and, and the sun's going down. And uh, it was us. So I'm thinking, I'm waiting to see like somebody with a, a hot dog skewer under the hood or something. We lift it up and I blew a radiator hose. Now, when I said I blew the radiator hose, I'm not talking about a pinhole. I'm not talking about a quarter size hole. I'm talking about the length of the hose. And I go, that's not good. So we ride a little bit further and we're in the point. Have you ever been in that place? We're at the point of no return because we can't make it back, you know? And, and I don't think we're going to make it there. And I'm thinking, Denise is not coming to get me. I can tell you that right now. If it's off Mercury Boulevard, you're done, man. That's it. With Creek and Mercury, whoo. And Tanya's already in bed. Tim texting her and she's like, no way. It's like, it's okay. So we go a little bit further and we get under this light. It'll be worth it. I'm going to tell you. We get under the light and I said, Tim, we're making memories. <laughs> we're making memories. I got to keep us cool. You know, we're just making memories. And so I look under there and he goes, I go, man, this is not good. I had some water. That's a good thing. And I look at this and I go, man, <laughs> all those things that I've thought about before, I'm praying, I'm thinking, I have watched a many of MacGyver. We got it, baby. We got it. Now, I will tell this. Tim likes shopping. And one of the things that Tim likes shopping is at the uh, Harbor Freight. And when Tim goes to Harbor Freight, he has everybody that goes with him with the little coupon to get the free flashlight. Yeah, I will never complain about the free light anymore. I was like, man, you got a flashlight? He's like, poof, poof, poof. he's got lights out there, man. He's like, what, what type of light do you want? He's got one that's blinking. He's, I was like, no, man, you're going to cause a stroke here or something. So we get all this stuff here, and I go, okay, I got a plan. So I had a notebook, right, with the, the plastic top, you know, like a spiral notebook, and it's got plastic stuff there. I found about two little things of, of tape, and uh, let's see. Oh, I found some stuff I used to have to wrap my mom's leg with some H-bandage stuff. Dude, we got it. We're ready. So I start wrapping it. Tim goes, man, I think you ought to take the hose off. Okay, take the hose off. We get the hose. <laughs> and I'm worried if Tim's going. It's so cold. His nose is running. Everything else. And you, I'm thinking, just get under the hood. It's hot there. <laughs> you know? We're in the back of the truck. And I go. This is amazing. And he goes, oh, yeah. Tim don't say much, but he was a little talkative that night. All positive. So we get this thing. And I tell you what, I, I wish I still had that hose. Y'all say, there is, that, is, that is a God thing. So I get this thing. I, I tape it. Tim's holding it just right. We got it just so. And we, we're discussing the plan. I'm cutting the notebook. And we get it all around there and everything else. And I go, we got this much water, buddy. And we got 10 miles to go. And I call the guy. And he goes, hey, man, where are you at? I go, I don't know. And then we got down the road a little bit, and when it cut off the second, so we get it all wrapped around and it started. All right, we're praying. Tim's got his GPS. He says, we got 10.1 miles to go. I said, I'm going to go fast so we can coast. <laughs> and the heat gauge is going up faster than, than the speedometer. Ooh, I go, maybe I shouldn't go that fast. I mean, it is getting darker and darker and darker. You ever been down a path that gets darker and darker and darker? You see his house tying in? And we go, and Tim's like, we, we only got 1.1 miles to push. Go. Yeah. I ain't got no more water. I don't got no more tape. My signal on my phone's going, do-do, do-do, do-do. I'm thinking, 
Let's call this guy. Now, think about this. This took a little faith on this guy. He don't know me from anybody off a of Craigslist thing. Can you come get me? <laughs> no. No. He says, yeah, man, where you at? Well, you know, back to the good directions. We were so close. 1.1 miles from the guy's house. Right? And he says, look around and tell, you what, tell me what you see. And I go, there's a white house. That's it. There's a white house. He goes, can you, can you give me a little bit more? <laughs> it's dark. So next, now let me tell you now, I gotta, I gotta set the stage. A guy comes by with this big old truck with his girl and everything, and he goes, Hey, y'all need some help? <laughs> no, we need your truck. That's what we need. I said, Man, we got it under control. Everything's good. And Tim's thinking, We, just, we got it. We got it. But we're close. We're only 1.1 miles. Okay. Now, I, that's a, says something there. We are on a deserted road, and this guy stops. I probably wouldn't have, I don't know. Probably wouldn't stop. Denise would have probably said, roll along with it. You know? What do you think, babe? <laughs> anyway, so we go, and I was like, man, I probably shouldn't have let that guy go. We go, and we turn around, and I said, Tim, we're just going to let this thing cool off. We're praying this thing on. I said, man, we're going to run this baby in. We're rolling. So we get up. As soon as I start, I see lights behind us. And I see lights flashing, not, not just regular headlights. I said, that's the Calvary. That's the guy's. They're coming to get us, but we're still going. And Tim's like, you got 0.8 miles. I said, we're going, we're going. And I go, you're at three. I said, there's the car. There's the car. I see it parked down. Pulling this guy's thing. So him and his dad came out there and all they had to bring us was, you know, one of those water jugs, like for the uh, cooler at work. He said, bro, I didn't know how much water you need, but I brought everything we had. It's like 30 gallons of water, right? I'm thinking, well, what do we got to wire that in on the way home? So needless to say, we bought the car so we could get home. <laughs> the whole thing I'm getting at is this. I thought I knew the path. I thought we had the right lighting. I thought I had the proper GPS. I thought all those things. But you know what? We were lost. And a lot of times in our walk in the world, we think that same thing. Oh, man, surely it's got to be this way. Surely it's got to be that way. But I want to tell you what. In the midst of that, we got to see God move and, and probably some of the lack of judgment that I had going at night and all those things and everything else. But the whole thing I wanted to say in that, you know, we laugh about it now. It were, I don't know. It was kind of funny at the time, I guess, you know. But uh, we got home at 12 o'clock at night, and uh, I had to go back the next day and still get the car. And, and the whole thing I want to take away from that story is, again, I thought I knew where I was going. I thought I had the right directions. I even had somebody else tell me the directions. Right? You see how this is coming together? See, a lot of times in life, oh, man, all you got to do is this. Oh, all you should do is this. But you know what? Are we telling folks that are, that are on that path, hey, let's follow the path of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for getting us back. All right. Amen. Well, I'm going to jump on in. If you got your handouts with you, we're going to kind of break out uh, a few things here. We're going to take the P and the A and the T and the H and walk through that. But I was looking at the foot, footprints. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't even hit the, did I talk about this here. Sorry, jump the gun. Proverbs 3, 6. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be preaching out of that today. And what does it say? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Man, set our eyes on the Lord. And if everything else is, is, is just coming up in a rail on the sidelines, I'm going to tell you what. We can still keep our focus on the Lord. Now let's jump in, and I want to talk about walking through and following the life of Jesus. Does that sound good? So I was looking at this, and I said, man, take a look at your handouts and see what we got here. And we kind of just broke out the, the, the P and the A and the T and the H, like I said. 
And this is what the Lord really put on my heart this week. How, you know what? Jesus is our role model. Amen. So if we want to know what God looks like, we need to look to Jesus. If we want to know what, what, what's going on in, in, in the heavenly realms and all these things, we need to open our Bible. And as we research and look in the life of Jesus, you see that he's put a lot of time in, in prayer. Amen. Let's take a look at this. So start it out with this scripture here. Mark 135 says this. In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. How often do we start our day like that? You know, some do, some don't. Some people pray along the day. You know, I think anytime we're praying is good. But Jesus made prayer a priority. How about you? Let's take a look at this. I, th I thought about this while I was flipping through some things. Many times when we, we look through the Bible, many, many times you'll see the people that God used so mightily were always ones that would spend time seeking the Lord. How many know that's a good thing? Listening, seeking, making the adjustments and everything else. But he would do that the first thing. Jesus would slip away and spend time with our Heavenly Father. Now, I'm not saying if you're a late sleeper, you're not going to hear from God, okay? But I'm going to tell you what. How often do we let the Lord set our path in the morning? So many things I was looking at through here. I said, you know, we need to get his direction before we get up and running and jump out into this world and not listen to what God has to say. Jesus was in constant communication with the Father. And through his sacrifice, we have that same opportunity. You ever look at things on the news? I was thinking about this the other day. One of my buddies, was we, the news was on when we were at work. And, uh, and he made this comment. He said, look at this person here had all these opportunities and they didn't even use any of them. And they ruined their life with the choices that they made. And it kind of just rung in my mind. As a believer in Christ, look at all the opportunities that we have. Man. We know when we call on the mighty name of Jesus that in the finished work of the cross that we are sealed with his spirit. We're not alone. We know we got a heavenly home. We know we got the spirit of the Lord in us to lead, guide, and direct us. But how often do we tap into that? We usually just take off running, don't we? Just like I was so, my eyes was on something shiny on that car. Man, my eyes, man, that's a deal. I've run the numbers. I know, you know, this is it. This is what we need to do. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And yeah, I prayed about it, but I don't think I really listened real good. You ever do that? That's the whole difference. You know, I, we can hear, but do we listen? Husbands and wives, wives and husbands, we know that one, right? Because they could tell you something. Yeah, hey, I hear you. But are you listening? So many times we find ourselves that maybe we're not really listening. I pray that we're listening because prayer is a two-way communication, right? Listening and talking. A lot of times, if we're honest, we just give them a grocery list, right? Lord, we need this and I need this and I need this. But how often do we really listen? And God says, you already have this. And if you do this, I'll be able to work this in the situation and here and so forth and so on. So what I want to say about this whole thing today is Jesus made it a priority to pray. If the Son of God made prayer a priority, how much more do me and you need to do it? Huh? I think that's a good place to start. Well, what else do we see in God's life, in the life of Jesus? Power. Take a look at this here. Colossians 1.17 says, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. That communication is vital. He's tapped into what's going on. Think about how vital communication is with our jobs, with our family, everything we do. I got a little story for you here just yesterday, fresh off the press. Denise wanted me to go to the store for black beans and sweet and low. All right? I get some crazy store orders, man. Not like milk 
I mean, all stuff. so I'm like, all right, I got to figure out where this stuff is because I don't want to walk all over the place. And I go and look at the signs, get through there. And I don't always hear real good. After about 35 years of rocking and rolling and working in a wind tunnel, I don't hear real good. And my family, I, I know I'm, I'm getting them now. It's like, what did you say? Have you ever noticed this when you say, what? The person only recycles like the last piece. You need the whole piece. And then you ask them again and they get mad because you're not listening, but I can't hear you, right? So I go up to the counter, being, uh, being uh, just uh, trying to bring a little joy. And this guy's been working there all day. And I bring up the weather. How many people just bring up the weather? I just bring up the weather, the young guys here. And I said, man, it's been, it's been nice out, man. It's a little hot and the rain is just kind of crazy. And I wrote this down when I got home. So I talked about the weather. And he said, right? He said, I guess it's time for more mosquitoes. That's not what I heard. And I started laughing. And I said, he said, why are you laughing? I said, surely I didn't understand what you said. I said, that's right, I'll get my change. He said, well, what did you think I said? Right? He said, I, I guess it's time for more mosquitoes. I thought he said, I guess it's time for my Speedos. <laughs> and when I told that guy that, yeah, that's what he said. He said, no, that's not what I said. I'm going to take a drink on that one. Give me some more water. I don't know who was more glad. But I got that, I, him or me, I say. Good deal. But because I started laughing, I thought, what'd you say? Man, it must be hot out there, man. But anyway, what I'm getting is a lot of times we think we hear, right? We think, man, that's exactly what he said. And, and I thought, this is not good. This is why is this guy telling me about his swimwear? You know, I just want my baked beans and, and, and sweet load. But doesn't that what happens so often? And I got to be careful with that because, again, going back, hey, I know exactly where you are, buddy, on the phone. I got it, man. I could be there in 45 minutes, three hours later. Man. And so sometimes I think, you know, I I have to do this sometimes. If I ever look at you and you say something, I go, that means I didn't hear what you said or I'm not, it's not computing. Do y'all ever get that with your, your loved one? You're doing something, you're thinking, they're not listening. They are not getting that, right? So, so just love them through it. And here's, here's the tip of the day. Start at the very beginning of the sentence and go back. Because then when they give you the other piece of it and you get half of it and you go, yeah, you don't know what you're signing up for, man. You got to make sure you hear it. You know why I say all this? Because prayer is about listening as well. And when we hear how vital that is and we see things moving on in our life, man, we start to see the power of God moving in our life. I've got another scripture for you. You guys can write these down. I, have, I don't put them all up here this week, but i got some good ones on here. Take a look at this. We're talking about the power. There's so many power uh, scriptures in, in the Bible. And I, and I just want to build your faith with this. John 1, 3 says this. All things came into being through him and apart from him, nothing came into being. That has come into being. Now, that's a little tongue time, but look at that. I said, now, that's the power of knowing God. All things came into being through him and for him. All, all of that is about Jesus, right? So if you feel like you're a little low on power, a little low on energy, guess what? We need to be tapping into what Christ is doing. We need to be tapping into what God has done for us. Amen? Let's take a look at this scripture here. Now, we roll from that. I'm going to put them all together here. We're talking about prayer, power, then peace. John 16, 33 says this. These things I have spoken to you so that you, so that in me, you may have peace in the world. You have tribulation. Man, I got to read this again. 
These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Now we hear that a lot, but I want you to look at something. The scripture always points back to Jesus. Take a look at that. He says this, so that in me you may have peace. In him. See, a lot of times we don't realize what's going on because we don't know what we have in him. I want you to hear that today. Who we are, our identity in Christ. Amen. He is our source. I said, so let's pull that all together. So if we look at this together, just take those three things. I said, through the privilege of prayer, we have total access to our Heavenly Father. We know that communication is crucial, right? Then that creates the power because we have the connection to the Lord through our faith in Him and the finished work of the cross through Jesus Christ. And then that brings the peace that passes all understanding. The creator of the universe gave his life for you and me. The creator of our, our universe knows every hair on your head. He knows your hurt. He knows your prayer requests before we even lift them up. He knows all those things. But you know what? And when we come together and we, and we praise the Lord, just like today when we're praising the Lord, and just taking a few minutes to just put our hearts and set our hearts and minds to the Lord. Let all that other stuff just fall off. And don't pick it back up when we leave. See, I think a lot of times what happens in church is we come and we get a word from the Lord and about 10 steps out, we go, yeah, but. But I still got this and I still got that. Do you got Jesus? He's more than enough. He's more than enough. So the next thing I want to talk about is authority. Everybody doing good? Good. Let's keep on rolling here. The authority. I want to take a minute to, to try to help just, just get our minds wrapped around how big this authority is, all right? Take a look at this. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Now think about that when you think about authority. I wrote a few things down there. Power, jurisdiction, all these things. Man, he's in command. He's in control. He's in charge. He has dominion. He has rule over all the sovereignty, uh, supremacy. Uh, I can't even say it. Supremacy and, and influence. That's what we have with Christ. But see, a lot of times we just focus on the crisis instead of Christ. Now, God has got all that authority that he's given to his son, right? And I use this illustration a lot, and I think it's the best one I've, I've ever heard. When you go somewhere and you have a long line of traffic, you have a police officer out there stopping all those folks with just his hand. It's not him. It's the authority that's been granted to him. The Lord has granted us authority to get out and share the gospel. Amen. If he's given you a task, do you think he's going to leave you hanging? No. He's going to equip us for every good deed that we need to do. Right? So he's got us there. Let's keep on rolling with this. I said, just let this soak in. I, I love the scripture here. Another one that uh, you can write down. Philippians 2.10. Look at this. It says, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee Shall bow. I'm halfway there now with my knee. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every knee is going to bow to the name of Jesus. Every knee, right? So you know what? It's better to get that in your heart right now and understand who he is and what he's done and realize that we're partners with him because he gives us what? Access. That's what I want to talk about next. I said, Jesus opened the door wide to the throne room of grace. Do you believe that? Yeah, okay, anybody else believe that? Everybody believes that. But you know what? Sometimes when we go through our day, we don't really believe that, I don't think. I'll give you a perfect illustration. I was thinking about this. I'll use this door. Has this ever happened to you guys before? I remember this growing up. How many people did not have air conditioning growing up? Right, all right. 
How many people have friends that had air conditioning growing up? A couple of them? Yeah, we had a couple of friends that had air conditioning. This is what would happen when I would go over to my buddy's house that had air conditioning. I've been riding my bike and everything, and I would knock on the door, and they go, yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Now, I don't want to come out and play today. Now, I'm on the other side, and every time that door opens, man, I'm just like, whew, give me that AC, right? But you know what? That's the way we live our life a lot of times with the Lord, not realizing that the door is wide open to that. Wide open to that. And I thought about it many times. You know, I don't think my friend was even thinking about anything about that. But he was in a comfortable place. He was in a safe place. It's like, no, I don't want to go out there. Right? But through the Lord Jesus Christ, right, we have total access to the throne room. So it's not all this knocking, banging, borrowing, kicking. You know, Jesus is not going, uh, yeah, can I help you? You see the difference? When that door is wide open, we have access to our Heavenly Father. I'm doing all this thing here so that when we walk this path, that we have that peace, that we have that power. And we start walking in authority because we have that access. What else do we see in the life of Jesus? Availability. Amen. I said, Jesus didn't rush through his life on earth. Did you ever notice that? Do you think Jesus might have been a little busy? Right? You never see, man, come on, guys. We got to go. Come on, man. Let's grow. Get the camels. Let's go. We got to get over here. I never heard that in scripture, right? But he got the job done, amen? But we get so busy, don't, man, we got to get this, we got to do this, we got to list, we got to list for the list, we got to do all these things. It, I think we miss the message sometimes. It's nothing wrong with being busy, but it's God setting the steps into motion, amen? I pray that he is. I, I look at this from time to time and I go, man, I need to just back down a notch or two. He never seemed to rush. He always had time for every task and every person. How many times have we just walked by somebody because we don't think we have time? Amen? That might be the very person that God has put in your life to make a difference that day. Aren't you glad that somebody took time with you? Aren't you glad that somebody said, hey, I'm just going to slow it all down and take a few minutes with you? I tell you what, I think it's so great when we have everybody come and, and take a little time here today to just, you know, just fill up on what God has for us. It's a long week sometime between Sunday and Sunday, right? I want to encourage you to come on Tuesdays, but I also wanted you to encourage to feed on the word of God every day, every day, not just on Sundays, because I tell you what, I know for me, I, I guess in comparison, I've never been starving. I've been hungry and things like that. But I tell you what, why would we think about starving our spirit from the word of God? And then we wonder when we go out, we start to feel a little weak and we, we battle temptations, all these things. You know what? Because many times it's because... We're not filling up daily. I want to encourage you guys. What do you say? Early in the morning, Jesus went out to a secluded area, right? And spent time in prayer. I want to challenge you this week to do that. Hey, maybe it's just sitting on the side of your bed. Maybe many people I talk to, they say it's on the ride to work. Wherever it is, cut out that God time and spend time and allow God to set the priorities in your life. Amen? A lot of times we get so busy. Anybody busy here? We're all busy, Right? But you know what? It's amazing. I can tell you this because I keep a pretty good schedule usually. And at the end of the day, I go, man, how in the world did I get all that done? And sometimes there's still a few things that I, I'd like to do. But I know this. When I'm seeking the Lord, it seems like it unfolds. Like God multiplies the time. You ever seen that? God will multiply that time. You're thinking, I got to do this and this and this. A lot of things that we think we need to do probably can wait another day. 
I'm going to tell you the thing that you don't want to put off. Spending time with God. If you do that first, all the other things will fall in line. I promise you. I promise you it will. But he was always available. How available are you for the things of God? Think about that. Well, I'd like to go, but I got to do this. Well, I'd like to serve, but I got to do this. Well, I, I, you know, I, 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 I. Instead of saying, yes. You know, one of the answers Eric gives me a lot, and, and it always makes me, makes me smile when I ask him anything about ministry, even if he's texting me or something like that. If there's any way he could do it, he says, brother, you know, yes is the answer. Yes is the answer. How much do we miss that God has for us when we don't say yes is the answer, right? Sometimes I think it's just a test where we say, well, yes, well, I'll do that. What is it when we lay down something that our own agenda and we lay that down and say, you know what, Lord, if you want me to do that, I'll go ahead and do that. I promise you, you will not come up short walking the Lord's path, amen? I promise you that. And I want to tell you this too. I'm preaching to me and preaching to anybody who wants to listen to this. Just because you bear off the path don't mean he won't let you back on it. He'll bring you back on the path, amen? That's God's grace. That's God's love. That's God's mercy and forgiveness. How often do we share that same uh, grace, mercy, and forgiveness with others, amen? You know, the whole thing with the church, what I see from cover to cover, is about bringing people in, not, not drawing a line and saying, you're out, okay? Bringing them in to the relationship with the Lord. They miss the market and you say, hey, look, man, you know, let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Aren't you glad that it's not religion because religion says you do these things, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, you didn't do that, you're out. You're out of the club, you're out. But the relationship, just like with your children or anything else, do they make you mad sometimes? Do they hurt you sometimes? Do they wound you sometimes? They don't even want to. They don't even, sometimes it's a knee-jerk reaction. But I pray that, that we can find the, the grace and the forgiveness and the mercy that God has for us to bring them back alongside. And not only that, how about the person in the mirror? I tell you what. I think one of the biggest keys about forgiveness is maybe forgiving ourselves first. Amen. God forgave us all. I don't know what you're dealing with today. It just felt like I was supposed to stay there a little bit. But you know what? Forgiveness is a heavy duty piece of the puzzle, so to speak. I think that is one of the cornerstones that we need to get. Now, we understand that God forgives us, right? We understand that Jesus Christ died on, in, on the cross and rose on the third day for what? To forgive our sin. Amen. Amen. That's the gospel. That's it. He loved you so much that he died to pay your sin debt, my sin debt. Right? How willing are we to forgive? If you want to be more like Jesus, we got to walk it out more like Jesus. Lord, give us the strength to forgive. Lord, give us the strength to show the grace. I, I know one thing in my dad's life, and, and I just use that for example. My dad, when I was coming up, man, he was, he was on the mark. I said, we do this, you do this, you do this, you know, I guess military stuff, you know. He didn't ask you 10 times to put your bicycle up. It was like once, you know. But as he got older and he got wiser, there was more grace. Right? Because when my boys come around, oh, you know, come on. Is that, is that a grandparent? You know, no. hey, there were some good boys. Go easy on them. I'm thinking, who is this man? Right? But you think about this. Look how God's grace just abounds. Doesn't mean anything goes loosey-goosey or anything like that. But I'm going to tell you what. When you forgive someone, it frees you and that person to be available for God 
Amen. That's what we want. We want to be available for them so we can trust the Lord. Amen. Yes, we can. Let's keep on moving. Oh, I had a little something I wanted to share. I want to talk about, well, I think I got these out of order, but that's all right. I know where I got to go. Talking about trust. Here we go. I don't even know where that is. That's why I got it up there. I'm sorry, guys. Trust. I want to ask you a couple questions here. I think sometimes for me, the best way to learn things, I ask some questions and get the, get the answers slow and see what's going on. Right, y'all ready? Everybody's involved here, right? A little communication here. Is God trustworthy? And everybody said? Yes. Can God lie? No. All right. Is the Lord for us? Yes. Does he hold our salvation? Yes. Does he love us unconditionally? Yes. Did Jesus trust in God the Father? Yes. Did he trust in the power of prayer? Absolutely. See where I'm going with this. I want to build your, your, your confidence and in, in, in just pull the things that you know in your head, but put them in your heart so that you can put your feet to them. We know God's for us. We know Jesus paid the ultimate price for us to give us forgiveness. We know God's not a man that he can lie. The scripture tells us that. We know that we can trust in God's word. Do you know that's why the enemy wants you to keep the Bible shut? What did Jesus do when he dealt with temptation? Yeah, trust, temptation. Take a look at this. Now, I want, I want to tell you this. A lot of times people, if you say, was Jesus tempted? Let me ask you that. People say, what do you mean? Let's look at the word. What does it say? Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. When you think that nobody understands, look to Jesus. When you think, well, you just don't know what I'm going through, look to Jesus. Because a lot of your friends and families and your pastor, maybe they haven't been through what you, you've been through. But I want to tell you what, our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ has, has made a way for us. What does it say? I love this here. He says, for we do not have a high priest, that's Jesus, who is unable to empathize with our weakness. Aren't you glad? If you ever had somebody, you just had a friend that you could talk to, that's priceless, isn't it? They didn't judge. They didn't try to fix you. They didn't try to do They just listened. They try to encourage you. Amen? Man, let us be that friend. Let us stay on that path of the Lord. Take a look at this. So I want to talk a little bit more about this. What did Jesus do when he was tempted? I want to read something to you right here. If you got your Bibles, it's Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11, okay? The temptation of Jesus. It starts, it says, and Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During this time, the devil came and said to him, look at this. I want you to listen to this. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. What did Jesus do? But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Did the devil walk away then? No. Keep going. Verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scripture says he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. He knew his identity. He knew who he was. He knew who his father was. Do you know your identity in Christ? See where we're at? Jesus responded. The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the, to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. 
I love this. Jesus says, get out of here, Satan. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Look at this. Last verse 11. Then the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. The word of God will send the enemy packing. How important is it to know the word of God? Now, I hope you guys have been looking on your, your uh, handouts. I got mine here somewhere. And each week, remember we had a memory verse. And we've strategically been putting those memory verses on here. And we started out with some verses for salvation. Hey, learn these verses. Get them in your heart. This week says, Romans 10, 13, one of my favorite. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Is that you? Absolutely. Everyone. We need to use the word of God for the sword that it is. You remember a few weeks back when we were talking about putting on the armor of God and Tim had all those things. Who did we have? He brought them up here and we had uh, Danette. And she had all those things on there. What was the sword? It was for the word of God. Let me tell you, that is our weapon against the enemy. But you know what? Many times we never take the weapon out. We keep it shut on our coffee table. Uh, all those things. But I'm going to tell you what. We are not alone. Can I get an amen there? What else do we see in the life of Jesus? Thankfulness. How thankful are we? I said, was Jesus thankful all the time? He was always giving thanks to who? The Father. Always pointing back to the Lord. And I said, how about you? If we're honest, I wonder if our requests are out, would our request outweigh our thankfulness? Now, there's nothing wrong with going to the Lord in prayer about anything, okay? But what I'm saying is, let's check our hearts and let's check our motives. Are you thankful for what God's done in your life? Anytime somebody asks you, I used to say this a lot. I used to say, hey, tell me what God's doing in your life. People go, uh, 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 uh. If somebody asks you that, Hey, what is God doing in your life? How long would it take you to come up with the answer? Thomas and them had an opportunity uh, with his other band. They were playing in Virginia Beach. And uh, they were doing a lot of worship stuff out there. And I thought it was, it was amazing. It's called Sun Festival, right, Thomas? Sunrise, Sunrise Festival. Yeah, S-O-N. And they take the gospel message right on out to where the people are. A lot of times you might think that you're not making a difference. For years, we would go to Buckrow, almost 13 years. We would go to Buckrow between Buckrow and here in town. And we would do a big Christian concert and reach out to people, right? Sometimes you see the fruit immediately. Sometimes you don't. Yesterday, me and Jesse and, and my nephew went out to get a little something to eat. A guy comes over to the table and he's waiting on us. Real nice guy. Guy's about 20 years old. And uh, he's, he's helping us out. And I said, what's your name? And he told me his name. I said, Okay. So I go up to pay. When I get ready to pay, he goes, sir, what is your name? I said, buddy. He said, no way. I said, yeah, it is. He said, Mr. Buddy, probably 10 years ago, when we did one of those outdoor concerts, we would do raffles. That boy won a guitar. He said, you handed me that guitar in Buckrow. When you did that Christian concert, I went to this church, and this was my pastor and all Right then, I thought, wow, isn't that amazing? See, I never thought about that anymore. What is the things that we go and we do what we do? We keep on going down there. But God was working and still working in that young boy's life. Was it encouraging to me? Absolutely. Should it be encouraging to us? Yeah. Because you know what? Even though to yesterday is gone and we think, oh, well, that's that. That, that boy still remembered 
that whole concert. It wasn't so much about the guitar. It was about what it meant. And he started talking about what the Lord had been doing. He's in the military. He's getting ready to get out of the military. He had a few things going on. I said, you still playing the guitar? He said, I played guitar right up to the time I broke my hand. I said, what's going on with your hand? He said, it's doing good. The Lord's bringing healing to that. And he said, I said, well, are you going to be here later? Maybe we can come back and visit with you. He said, today is my last day here. He said, the Lord opened up a door uh, where I'm going to do some electrical work and things like that. Got a better job opportunity. Those little things along the way that God whispers to you. Now, people might be saying, well, okay, you saw God that you saw 10 years ago. No, no, no. What I want you to see is this. Just like when we go and we serve and we go and sometimes we don't see immediately the results that we, we think we should see. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Because you are planting seeds for the kingdom. And I'm going to tell you what, we're going to trust God to water them and bring them on in. And it was a blessing to see that young man remembered, not so much me, but remembered the whole mission and the whole message. And that's Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on going. So I was very thankful, very grateful in all those things. How about you guys? Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? On the home stretch, getting to the H. All right. Humble. Man, that thing jumped all up there. We'll work through it. Look at this scripture here in James 4.10. It says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. I said, look how this works, man. I said, when we humble ourselves, God works on our behalf to raise us up. My mother-in-law says this all the time. Sometimes we just need to be. We just need to be. And I thought, be what? And the Lord just gave this to me. Look at this. Be willing to listen. Be willing to obey. Be willing to receive. Do y'all hear that? Be willing to receive. Be willing to forgive. You can fill in the blank. Jesus was always willing to be. He was always willing to be. He was willing to be second. He was willing to wash their feet. He was willing to be the sacrifice. He was willing to go. He was willing to stay. How does that work in our life? Are we humble? Look at this right here. Mark 14, 36 says this. And he was saying, Abba Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Even in his last minutes here, he knew what was before him. And he still said, Father, whatever you have, this is not, if, if there's another way, if there's another way, I'd like to take that. However, it's not what I want, it's what you want. How often do we say it? That's humbling ourselves. See, and I also used to think being humble just meant being weak. That is not it. Being humble means putting God in the proper place first in our life and following in his footsteps. Amen. What else do we got? He was helpful. Amen. Always willing. Well, I think I jumped the line there. I'm sorry. Heavenly minded. Second Peter uh, 3, 9. I want to read a little something over here in just a minute. The Lord does not delay his promise as some understand delay, but is patient with you. Look at this. Not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. A lot of times I talk to folks, and sometimes I think about this myself. Are you ready for Christ's return? Are you ready? And if you're a believer in Christ, I believe you'd probably say, yeah, I'm ready. But do you know, there's, do you know somebody that doesn't know Jesus? Probably. Aren't you glad that God is patient on his return so that maybe we can lead them to repentance? Lead them to Christ. See, when we're all locked in, I got mine, I'm ready to go. But are we willing, you know what, let's be about the work. Let's be about the business. Man, we need to tell people about Christ. Is it an urgency in your life? I pray that it is. 
heavenly minded. Christ was always thinking about eternity. When you make a decision, do you base it on eternity? When you make a decision, when you make an investment, when you do anything, when, when, how, do you, how does eternity fit into the back of your mind when you make a decision? I think if we're eternity minded, we'd probably make some different decisions, wouldn't we? I know I would if I keep that in, in, in forefront of my, my mind. But a lot of times I make me decisions for now, right now. That's what I want. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I'm just being honest. I don't want to wound anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. But sometimes we like to take that. That's what, that's what I like, right? But I can tell you this. When we're heavenly minded, we want what God wants. And that doesn't mean it don't line up with your, your thinking. It usually lines up a whole lot better if you just walk it out. Let's keep on going. A little, little bit on helpfulness. Amen. Let me click this here. Read a little scripture to you. Psalm 25. I encourage you to spend some time with that this week. Four through seven. It says, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. For you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and unfailing love, which you have shown from long ages past. Do not remember my rebellious sin of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love, for you are merciful, O Lord. Man. The Lord has the right path to teach us. The Lord has the best way for us to go. It starts with trusting and receiving his forgiveness. Of, of, of making that call on the name of Jesus. Amen. Coming to that understanding that we need Christ in our life. I said, following him daily. And, and, and I look at this message today. I hope that, you know, through this path that we're talking about today, that maybe God will show us maybe somewhere to adjust our lives. I know he does mine often. Are you willing to make the adjustments, the course corrections? God has the best plan. Is that, that true? Y'all believe that? I'm going to pull this together. I said, you know what? We're filled with prayer, power, and peace, authority, and availability. We could trust and be thankful and walk in humility and a mind that is heavenly focused on the Lord. I pray that's what we take away today. When we look at that path, so many times I talk to folks uh, and I said, well, what do you think you want to do when you get out of school? I don't know. Well, what do you think about this in your job? Well, I don't know. Well, what do you think about, and you ask them things. A lot of times people, they say, I just don't know. I want to encourage you, seek the Lord on that. Time's moving by. I, I know this. In my mind, I still think I could do all these things. In my mind, I still think, man, I could jump up here and do this. I could do that. But you know what? That's, that's 20 or 30 years ago up here. Time has gone by, and it went fast. One of the fastest times I've seen in my life was when Thomas got out of high school and got out of college. It seemed like it went like that. And I look at things, and I go, wait a minute. Let me make the most of each day. Wait a minute. Let me make the most of this time today. Because I don't know if I'm going to have tomorrow. How about you? So how can I live today with eternity in mind, being heaven-minded, and move forward? By trusting in the power of God. By trusting in the prayer and the peace that we get from the Lord. You know, we all have things in our life that could just be very turbulent. I say this every time. I'm not downsizing what you go through. But I'm going to tell you what. I want to point you to the one that knows what you feel knows what you need and has it covered his name is Jesus that's the path that I pray that we walk out in the power of his spirit today let us pray father God I thank you so much for your word and I thank you Lord that we are never alone 
And, and friends, today, I, I pray that we set our feet on that path with Christ. He's made it clear for us. I pray if there's one here that's never put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that today is the day that they call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Are you sure that you're secure? That's what the Lord's just, just laying on my heart. Because if you're not sure, you won't have peace. You can have that peace today. Yeah, but buddy, you don't know my background. You're right, I don't. But God does. And he said, you are worth it. He said, you know what? I'm going to pay the fine for you. I love you this much to come and be that sacrifice so that you can put your faith and trust in me and be with me forever. Now, there's a lot of decisions that you'll make today. But there'll never be a decision bigger than the one that I'm, I'm, I'm putting forward to you today. Do you know for sure if you died today that you would spend eternity in heaven? This is where it gets real, everybody. This is where it gets real. You say, well, I've been to church a couple times. Well, that's great. Well, I, I, my mom used to read me the Bible. That's great. Have you personally asked this question? this statement make it yours Lord come into my life and forgive me of my sin today I'm trusting in you I believe you're the son of God come into my life Lord and forgive me if that's you today don't leave me without telling somebody say you know what buddy I prayed that prayer and today I know that I'm secure in Christ you say gosh it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem right it doesn't seem it seems too easy grace is given you don't earn grace Will you receive the grace? Call on the name of Jesus today. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing.